when you redirect your your chi, your prana, whatever you want to call it, okay, your life force, up into all your organs, into all your channels, and starts to fill your whole body, then you, when you have energetic sex with somebody, your whole being is making love, not just your genitals, okay? <laughs> So today I'm going to be chatting with one of the world experts in spiritual orgasm, in kundalini, in not only physical sex, but spiritual sex, astral sex, the energy body. And his name is Michael Wynn from Healing Dow USA. I had the great joy of meeting him a decade ago at a big conference of Taoist Masters and practicing many of the teachings from his lineage. So we're gonna be chatting today all about Kundalini and the quest for spiritual orgasm. So, Michael, welcome and thank you for taking this time. So pleased to be with you again. I miss you after 10 years when we first met. We had this instant connection, which I felt in my heart right away. And uh, I'm sure that was a very true connection and we're just crossing paths here again as part of that. Yeah, it was very special for me. And um, I know that, that then, 10 years ago, I learned so much from you in so many ways. And I was especially um, touched by your, not only your knowledge about the energy body, but your embodiment of it, your lived experience of it. And um, yeah, it's really great to have the opportunity to share some of your wisdom with people here today. My pleasure, my deep, deep embodied pleasure. <laughs> so just recently we were part of putting together this kundalini symposium a topic that we're both really passionate about um and sharing our our classes there and uh you were sharing about your own kundalini experience how was it so maybe you just want to say something about that whole event that we put together uh, well i think it was it was brilliant uh, i mean i can't recommend it highly enough it had a lot of high level Tantric and Taoist, uh, you know, teachers. Uh, so you get a, a cross-cultural, you know, fertilization of views. Um, you know, they both share, I think, the same principles, but they have different methods. Mm -hmm. And so it's wonderful. And there were people who had deep insights into the physiology of it. And you know, it was just, I, I can't, uh, I can't praise it highly enough. I think uh, it's it is a, a big, big spiritual event. I think that a lot of people would really benefit from. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, we uh, at Tantra were so thrilled with it. We really felt like everybody, all the teachers who showed up just shared so much amazing wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I you know, my session there was really about my, my major first awakening in 1979. I mean, this, I know this makes me into a spiritual dinosaur of sorts, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm still going strong. You know, what can I say? It's, and it's because that, that big push that happened there that just speeded up my, you know, my path so much. Mm -hmm. And that was just based on a tantric breathing technique. So I started with Tantra. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I got into Kundalini yoga from that. And I practiced that, for, you know, I was fanatic, like, you know, anywhere from two to six hours a day, you know, it was just like, I'm going to really, you know, break through and just, <laughs> I was like total fanatic. So, um, and then I went into Kriya Yoga, but eventually I ended up 
getting into Taoist alchemy, internal alchemy. And that really grounded me. I got a little like maybe too expanded from all the Kundalini stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to ground, I was seeking for grounding. And the, the Taoist practices, you know, the Qigong plus internal alchemy is what did it for me. Mm-hmm. So I completely honor and respect and love my tantric roots. And yeah. I really spent, um, m- much of the last uh, 40 years uh, hacking, we could say spiritually hacking into these seven formulas of immortality from a wandering Taoist named One Cloud. Okay. And I ended up writing like uh, Montag Chia's first seven books. Um, and then kind of like decided to go a little bit my own way just because, you know, I was going deeper into that and he was going kind of wide and building a big empire. Mm-hmm. But I went very deep into the, uh, into the very high level practices and, and uh, it's been so amazing for me, so rewarding. And I've had so many, you know, experiences along the way. And I, I just want to say that I was always been a very highly sexual person. Okay. I didn't realize until I was about 21 and I had my Western astrology chart read and the astrologer goes, Oh, double Scorpio. Yeah. You probably got some pretty intense uh, sexual feelings. And I go, uh, yeah. What's Scorpio? <laughs> that explains you why I'm like thinking about sex, you know, like 90% of the day, you know, it's like, Oh my God. You know? So anyway, I just didn't know what to do with all that sexual drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that my, when I, that Kundalini awakening, I could feel my testicles pulsing day and night. It was pumping spontaneously my sexual energy up the spine. And then I was like, just like kind of like converting that out into some type of awareness and, and, you know, whatever. And I thought I was supposed to go out my crown and, you know, take off to some other, you know, heaven. And, and then, uh, that was actually just actually depleting my energy. And it was like, you know, just, you know, kind of dispersing it out there. And then and when I got to the Taoist thing, I realized, oh, I need to circulate it, take it inside the body. And then internal alchemy taught me, you know, I started getting to all the Taoist sexual practices. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was stuff that I thought you had to go to a cave in the Himalayas for 25 years, you know, <laughs> to learn that stuff. I, and, you know, I discovered, no, it's actually just some spiritual science. You know, it was like how to, you know, recirculate your, 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 your sexual energy, your jing, you know, if you're male, it's your semen. If you're female, it's your blood. And, uh, you know, it's just like, it's just like learn the method and do it. Okay. So what motivated you in the first place? Were you a spiritual seeker or you were more trying to work out what to do with your sexual energy or a bit of both? Or had you heard about all these things? Cause you were quite a pioneer, right? So it's not yeah. like you wrote the first book. So like, how did, how did you even know this stuff existed? What drove you there? Well, now I, I've always known that my sexuality was connected to all higher spiritual states. I just never doubted that just because <laughs> that was my religious experience. You know, orgasm, women, you know, <laughs> connection. That was the divine. I, I, I just knew that. I just didn't know like how to do it, how like, to make it happen. I read Lao Tzu in college. It was like nice poetry. You're like, it was like, how do you do it? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of blew off the Taoist thing at that time because I didn't have any practical spiritual science to go with it. And then I had the tantric experience, you know, that was off actually, it was off in Africa at the time. And yeah, you know, I, I recount that in the Kundalini uh, conference thing. I recommend people just get that in and, and, and listen to that whole hour. How I explain exactly how I did it 
anybody else could do that, okay? But I do want to make the point, you don't have to have a dramatic Kundalini opening. Now, I had like atomic bomb going off, like a cosmic orgasm, okay? And when I had that cosmic orgasm, I go, wow, that's 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 the goddess I want, okay? It's like, forget physical sex. This is like a thousand times more intense, better than physical sex, which I didn't think was possible, but it was. And so that started me on the path of energy body and having astral sex and, and all this other stuff. But that all happened basically as a byproduct of me just doing the alchemy and developing my energy body and learning about, you know, how the meridians, the channels and how to crystallize energy and, you know, into a, a pearl and, you know, and contain it and give it some, you know, some body basically. I mean, the pearl and the idea of an elixir in alchemy is just about embodiment. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you embody the heart of the cosmos? Okay. And learning that yin yang theory, I mean, everybody knows they've heard yin and yang, right? But they don't understand that it's a sexual theory. Okay. That yin and yang are coupling infinite numbers of pairs to create reality and create our form, to create the planet, the universe, everything. It's a sexual process of birthing itself. And in the present moment, the eternal present moment. But when you understand that it's a sexual process, then you can begin to understand like, oh, if I couple the sun and moon, I can add that into my orgasmic ability. Okay. Because they're just having, they're making love on their level. And I can add that into the male female level. Okay. So this is what alchemy is about. It's like, how do you become multidimensional? And more specifically, how do you couple sexually these seemingly abstract energies Okay, how do you couple them and ground them and then produce something new out of it, a new experience, a new level of awareness, I, I, you know, just a new consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's just been an incredible journey for me. Okay, and I, I'll just cut to the chase here. One time I had a, one of my students, she was 26, she's an international model, very beautiful. Okay, she invited me out to lunch. She was a girlfriend of one of my best friends. And she sits me down at the table. She buys me lunch. Okay. I said, okay, well, what's this about? She says, um, well, I want to have sex with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I appreciate that. It's very flattering, but, you know, you're already involved with my friend. And, you know, as beautiful as you are, you're actually not my type, you know. And, you know, I just kind of like kept her at arm's length. Okay. It's like, yeah, that, that looks like a lot of problems. Okay. Then a couple of days later, I'm meditating and this woman comes in energetically and essentially takes me sexually by force in the, in the astral planes. Okay. And I'm going, wow, I didn't know that that was possible. Okay. And so I'm having sex with her energetically. I know it's her. It's just, it's her vibration. I can just feel it. This is going on for about three days and three nights, okay? And after about that point, I'm going, you know what? Am I being, like, psychically raped? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask that. Here? Did you feel like you know? violated? Yeah, it's like, I like her. I love the sex, the actual sex. This is fine. This is great, but, like, I can't stop it. Like, I'm out of control here. Like, what's going on here? I, I call her up, and I say, hey, do you know what's going on? And she goes, no, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I said, okay, look. Just tell your energy body, just to cool it, okay? <laughs> just like, 
turn it down. Okay, like I understand you like blah blah blah, but it's like too much. So it stops. Okay, she did it and it stopped. Okay, but, but that was like had my no idea that it was that was my initiation into into astral sex. Okay, and then it started happening regularly. Okay, now I discovered. I said, let me look at her chart. I discovered, you know, I've got like Virgo Sun and Scorpio Moon, and she had Scorpio Sun and Virgo Moon. And I said, oh, there's like some energetic, astrological, constitutional things here that are, you know, making this easy to happen. You know, to happen. Okay, mm -hmm. and so it happened regularly to me, like every couple of years. I I could never initiate it. Okay, it just somebody would just jump my bones. Okay. There's always a woman. Okay. And it was always so much more intense than any physical sex. Okay. You know, I just can't tell you. Okay. Can you this describe that a little for the people who are listening, who are wondering how that can be? Could you describe a little more of the experience just yeah. for those who are like, you know, okay. listening and going, what? Yeah. Okay. So listen, physical sex, you're trying to, squeeze the life force through your genitals okay i mean mostly of course there's touching hands and breasts and other things that there's some other change but the, the primary you know focus there is to try and get that life force through a tiny little you know penis <laughs> and, and yoni okay and that has its own intensity it has its own pleasure it has everything we know what that's all about okay <laughs> but when you redirect your your chi, your prana, whatever you want to call it, okay, your life force, up into all your organs, into all your channels, and starts to fill your whole body. Then you, when you have energetic sex with somebody, your whole being is making love, not just your genitals, okay? So it's, it's and that's where all your emotional and mental patterns are. And so they're all being made love to as well. And so it's, it's just overwhelming almost. It's so intense, okay? I mean, you can actually energetically, you can merge 100%. You can totally occupy the same space, two energy bodies. But physically, you can't do that, okay? There's just a boundary there. It was like, you know, you can put the penis inside <laughs> the yoni, but you can't merge physically because, you know, it's just got to be the energy that gets exchanged. Yeah. So in, in short, the more you are able to shift into a whole energy body, the deeper that sharing can be with somebody else. Now, how do you think it was with this first woman? Because she wasn't an energy master and she didn't intend or even know. So what's that? Is that like our energy bodies are busy making love with people without us knowing? Or do you think just the desire to have sex with someone is going to start sending your energy body their way? Great question. One that I've asked many, many times. Okay. <laughs> so here's my answer. Okay. After getting after finally getting some skill with this and seeing it happen many times. And then, you know, uh, being able to actually to go in and actually not necessarily initiate astral sex with somebody, but feel their energy body and their in insides at a distance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And know like, okay, what's going on in them. Okay. Which is not the same thing as having actual sex with them, but it's very intimate still. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, here's what I concluded. Okay. What we call the energy body is just the, the, the tantric uh, Taoist name for the Western soul, okay? So you've got a personality uh, that serves a soul, you know, and it has various energetic layers to it, and it gives birth to the slowest vibrating body, which is the physical body, 
Now, the physical body is actually part of the energy body. We should understand this. There's no split, hard split between physical reality and all these other energetic levels of ourselves, okay? It's just a continuum, okay? And then beyond the personal energy body, you start getting into, you know, cosmic levels of the, you know, the energy body of the earth, the energy body of solar system, the energy body of the star system, the zodiac, and then, you know, the energy body of the cosmos. So we're all part of all of that. But mostly it's happening, vibrating too fast, and our slow personality doesn't know what's going on. We're just mm -hmm. like focused here on the physical plane. Mm -hmm. All those other levels of energy are pulsing into us every moment. And the thing to understand is that these energy bodies are inside of us. They're not out there above our head. You've got the crown chakra. That's physical space up there. The sun, moon, the stars, that's all physical, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's a big illusion that you have to go out of your head to get to the high place. You have to go inside. Okay, and that's where your layers of your energy body are. You have to crack them open energetically, just raise it, you know, get them to you know, start circulating. But here's what I concluded about to answer your question. That physically we have boundaries and we have to respect boundaries. You know, there's this whole protocol about, you know, am I safe with you and my body and blah, 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 blah. Okay. The souls do not give a damn about that. There is no boundary there. They're in the energy planes. It's like a dream plane. And they just go, oh, wow, we can do anything here. And it's all, everything's permissible. This is like, what's attracted to what? Okay. And so <laughs> this is what happens is that there, this woman started a resonance with me and her soul goes, you need what he's got. I'm sorry. You know, you were right, but you can't have it physically. So I'm going to go get it for you on the soul level. So this, her soul jumps my soul and my soul goes, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Scorpio. <laughs> she's a Taoist. She's training. Yes, it's okay, and and lets her in. And so I realized I let her in. It's like there's no blame here. I can't like accuse her of raping me. And in fact, I allowed it. Okay. Yeah. And and some level, I just wasn't conscious of it though. Later on, I started getting more conscious about this. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, so we don't get astrally raped. We, I mean, I've had that experience too. And feeling that like you can choose to let energy in, even if you can't quite identify who it is or what's going on, you can feel when it feels good. Your soul knows, your being knows, it's the color of good. It, it, you can let it in. Just in case people are listening and worried that they're gonna get energetically violated. And Well, let me say this. For the personality that is so limited, to have comprehension of a more um, limitless plane while feeling safe because in the more limited realm, you know, those boundaries are needed. Yes. So I just want to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, let, let, let me just say this. What's dangerous, okay, is internet porn, okay? Mm -hmm. Because what's happening is you're going there and you're looking at somebody, you don't realize that this place is swarming with astral entities that are feeding off of your sexual energy. Okay? Mm. This is not like having astral sex with them. They're just eating you. They're just going, oh, you're like getting aroused and you're watching this stuff. And it's a very, very powerful entity. I call it the internet sex beast. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, I got to a pretty high level through my alchemy and I actually directly encountered this internet sex beast once just by accident. And it was, took me six weeks to recover from it. It was so draining. 
It was mm -hmm. so horrible. I had mm -hmm. such terrible sick energy in me. I was like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get this out of me? It was like, oh, this is so horrible. And that people don't realize. I know I've heard that said before. I had a friend who turned to Tantra, but he used to, in his earlier life, he ran like an S&M club or a dark club somewhere. And he said, he, at some point he would walk through these darkened rooms and look and just see entities everywhere. And at that point he realized there were there was so much sucking of energy and people were voluntarily like giving their energy away. And that's when he realized he had to pull himself out of it. And I met him like 20 years later in a world of Tantra trying to work out how to be conscious with sexual energy. So I've, I've heard it said before, you know, and clearly we can see that people are giving up energy, feeding their energy to this, to this beast, as you put it. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I, I like, it, it was so horrible. I just can't tell you. It's really one of the, one of the worst experiences in my life. I mean, I was also, I've been through dark side attacks and other stuff. You know, a lot of people like live in this kind of la la new age land and they don't realize that, you know, there are heavy polarities and there's kind of like a, a war in heaven going on between a lot of these forces. Mm -hmm. And we're actually the physical, you know, players of that. You know, we, we recreated as above, so below. Yeah. It out here. Okay. So you need to navigate this and have very clear, virtuous, loving intention is so important. Right. Okay? I, so, so people can be safe with loving invention and uh, loving intention. And then you also said virtuous. I just want to pull out that word because it's something I've really valued from Taoism, how Tao Te Ching is about the virtues and how culture cultivating virtues actually gives us protection. Minka's always teaching us that, right? Like cultivating kindness, cultivating yeah. um, peace yeah. and now, cultivating I, these attracts positive experiences, totally, right? Totally. Now I personally don't actually the 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 translation of the chinese word into virtue that carries a little bit of western sense of mor moralism like Morality, yeah yeah i don't like the word virtue it's not the exact translation i would prefer integrity or inner power mm -hmm. or you know something like that nice uh, virtue has those moralistic tones and the yeah, yeah. they're not moral they're basically amoralistic they're saying whatever creates harmony and balance go for it you know yeah. and that could be in any situation could be this called situational ethics there's no there's no fixed rules, okay? I mean, yeah, you don't want to be killing people and you don't want to be stealing whatever thing, but it really, this is has to do with unfolding of your highest, uh, your mandate from heaven, your inner virtue, your inner power, okay? Mm -hmm. And that will define your unique destiny. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the, the whole, you know, navigating the sexual morass, okay? The same principle applies in ordinary physical sexual relationships because what anytime you have physical sex there's the sugar coating right there's the pleasure there's the orgasm whatever you know, hopefully you're having that you know <laughs> you know there's the sweetness all that but what's that's like the 10 percent coating what's really happening is an exchange of deeper unconscious energies okay you can say you can call it if you want to be modern scientific about it, you're exchanging DNA information or RNA information. You're, st you're like, like you're uploading to the other person or downloading, depending on whatever, however you want to look at it, <laughs> like who you are. And that's really the attraction of sex. It's not the pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's just the, like, you know, the, that's just the sweet coding. It's just really like, I want to get everything about you. Okay. And so unfortunately there's a lot of garbage in that information, okay? There's a lot of trauma, there's ancestral patterns, mm -hmm. karmic patterns. I mean, humans have just, 
we're complex. We have many beautiful, you know, spiritual qualities and we've got all this garbage and it's our job to come here and kind of clean up that garbage and then, you know, take, go home and say, Hey, look, I cleaned it up. Look, how do I, you know, <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. That's, you brought something back valuable, cleaned. Okay. You're not just dying and like, you know, your, your garbage does not go back to heaven. Okay. It does not get recycled because it's not purified enough and it just stays here waiting for another soul to come in and pick up and clean it up for you. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important. You do your work. So you don't leave a lot of trash, psychic trash behind. But when you have sex, you are sharing that deep stuff. So this is why I tell my students like promiscuity is a two edged sword. Okay. Sometimes you like want to taste different flowers and smell the different essences and you learn from that, but you got to be prepared for the fact you're taking on a lot of extra spiritual work. Mm-hmm. to clean up that psychic garbage that you're taking on from your partner. Mm-hmm. That's why I mostly the- when it's just astral, because, um, you know, I, I heard a teaching once that when it's physical, it's stronger. Like as soon as there's physical penetration, um, there's more exchange of the gar- of the garbage, as you put it, like, uh, the ancestral chi is very heavy. And so more of it is carried in the secretions and the physical sexuality, um, and I assume, I mean, the, the energy body is lighter. So uh, do you think there's a difference there? I think that's a great question, Shashi. And there are probably only a few people on the planet as smart as you could ask that question. Okay. <laughs> so um, that's why I love talking to you. Okay. You know, it's like we can go there and just like, you know, really dive into these things. That's fantastic. So um, I think you're right. I think that the physical sex brings out the stuff that's stored like in the deep cellular tissue level. Okay. That's really unconscious and that's really hard to get out. Okay. And that when you're doing your whole energy body, it's like, yeah, that stuff is there, but it's kind of blended with higher spiritual vibrations and all kinds of other energies. And so uh, it's, I, I agree with you. Okay. So we can actually be energetically promiscuous more safely than physically promiscuous. <laughs> I, I think it's actually something that like I've discovered in the tantra world that sometimes you just hug someone and you kind of have an energy orgasm. And it's so great because something shifts, something moves, something heals, but you didn't have to um, go so close together. You didn't have to merge right in that deep karmic level, but something might just kind of resolve and it feels nice and you have a nice energy orgasm and you know, something I think is really healthy in the tantric world that I, I think would be uh, great if the rest of the world had more of that. I, I, that is exactly my experience. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's much cleaner. It's like, hey, let's just exchange our energy. And then like, we don't necessarily have to worry about our worldly destiny together and all the struggles that go along with that. Just your career, your geographical location, your family, no all that stuff. You don't worry about it. He's just like, let's just get to the essence here. Let's just exchange. Let's love each other. And then thank you so much. Okay. And, and then you, you know, and maybe that goes on for a while and maybe it doesn't or whatever, you know, it's just like it has its own life. Okay. But uh, on the other hand, I'll tell you, it, it's almost irresistible when you're starting to have this, an energetic sexual connection with somebody most people, and I've counseled a lot of people about this, okay, um, all, almost all unrequited love, okay, is like when somebody is obsessed with somebody mm-hmm. else and the other person is kind of like looking at them like, like who are you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is 
one person is feeling the soul connection to the other, and the other one's like in their personality, and you're going like, you're like, like, you know, like, you know, you're a nice guy, but like, like, we're, you know what? I don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not interested in a relationship. But you're open on the soul connection to them, so that's why you're so obsessed with. It. You're like, wait a minute, you can't see all this stuff is happening on the soul level. No, they can't. Okay, and the, what happens is that people want to ground that. They want to have the physical sex. They want to have the love, the romantic piece of it to ground it. Essentially, mm -hmm. is what's going on. But I just tell people, I said, forget it. Okay, if someone's not on the same frequency as you, it's not going to happen. It's not going to mm -hmm. work. And you're just going to frustrate yourself and just like obsess and and mm -hmm. you know project all this energy and all this other stuff. And it's, it's like, becomes like a nightmare. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what unrequited love is. It's, it's, it's a kind of a, a romantic nightmare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like after my, I had a, 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 a partner of, uh, who I met at a Taoist retreat. Okay. This is, this is kind of all along the lines of what we're, we're talking about. Um, her name is Joyce Gayhart. Okay. And she, I've got a whole section on my website about her. Okay. But like in 1982, one of the early internal alchemy retreats. Okay. <clears throat> she was this woman, 10 years older than me, blonde, not my type. I like dark hair. Okay. But I walked up to, to her and I was like, oh, she had all this interesting, she felt in Christ works, she's doing all this interesting stuff. And I just was casually talking to her and I put my hand on her spine and I heard the music of the spheres. I went, whoa wow, I got some spiritual connection with this lady, okay? And it didn't match, nothing was there on the physical, like, you know, my ordinary personality expectations or anything like that. But I said to her, I said, look, you know, if you're ever down, she's in Massachusetts, I was near, I said, if you're ever down, you know, you're welcome to stay at my place, you need a place in the city. A couple months later, she says, hey, I'm coming to the city, blah, 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 blah. She said, okay, great. Well, we ended up sitting opposite each other and having the most incredible, intense, energetic orgasm I've ever had, okay? Because we, we were like three or four feet apart, but we were having what I call a double orgasm, a yin and a yang orgasm at the same time. The yang orgasm, we were expanding. I could see galaxies. I was going out past the stars. It was like, it's just, we were just like becoming the whole cosmos <laughs> and the yin orgasm was we were just like into each other okay like deep just into each other i was going wow this is impossible like how could this happen and we're not even touching okay. and the context is i was just going to say you're fully clothed and you you weren't in a kind of romantic thing you no, just we were we were we were getting ready to uh engage sexually we were, opening up. we were decided there was some attraction here and actually we were naked okay uh -huh. But we had had no physical contact. sexual contact, okay? <laughs> and that's when I realized that a lot of people have the idea, oh, I've got to do all these like Taoist or tantric practices and have this special, find a special tantric partner and have sex with them. And then we'll have the spiritual, you know, orgasm. And I, I realized, wow, it's just, it's just the opposite for me. It's like, I had the soul spiritual orgasm first. And then afterwards, like we had like a half hour of that. We were just like, couldn't talk. We were just stunned. This just descended on us. And then, oh, say, by the way, were we going to have sex? Oh, yeah, let's ground. Okay. <laughs> an afterthought. Okay. It was an anticlimax. Okay. <laughs> what? And after that experience, I said, I'm going to marry this woman. Okay. I mean, like, if I have this kind of experience with somebody, that's it. Ten years older. 
blonde. I don't care wrong body type. I don't care. It's like, I want more spiritual orgasm like that. Okay. And it turned out that we just like could lie there for hours and just exchange energy. It was just like when, you know, like when we got married, we had a whole wedding on the edge of the Grand Canyon, had all my friends come from around the world, you know, and um, that night when we went to our, you know, our, our honeymoon cabin on the edge of the Grand Canyon, our bedroom suite, we did not make love. We just sat there and exchanged energy. It was so beautiful that we did that every night for six months. So after we got married, we didn't have sex for six months. We just, the energy sex was so sweet. And we just go, we don't, we just don't need it. But did you ever, did you ever feel a desire to like integrate it so that you could ground, have that, or was it always just so amazing? No, no, we, we were to hold each other with clothes on or clothes off, hands on the breast, hands on the buttocks, whatever. You know, you kind of help can channel it a little bit, but it was just, it's not, you don't get like in physical sex, you go up and you come down, right? You have the orgasm, mm -hmm. you go down. This is just like a long takeoff, just like sublime, you know, no motor, just cruising, you know, <laughs> just wings like a, an eagle or something and just together. I That's ask because sometimes I, when I have that and I have this amazing energy orgasm, at some point I have a longing to like physicalize it. And it's not like it make it's just like it's somehow my body then wants to join in and then the sex is always amazing because it's already flying it's not like you use the sex to go high as you go as you're high and then you can use the sex to kind of bring it into the physical realm as well i i, I totally agree with you i understand that because what i found over the course of our 25-year relationship is that we had to have physical sex periodically mm -hmm. even though our preference was for energetic sex you have to get in touch with their actual physical body. It's one of it's one of your subtle bodies, really. Okay, yeah. it's your vibrating one. You have to connect it. Okay, yeah. so so yes, we had to have physical sex periodically. Okay, but I mean, we also had amazing physical sex. The first very early in our relationship, I, we decided to push this and see. Well, how long can we do this thing? You know, uh, take it up, have hit a plateau, kind of gather your energy, and then go up another one. We went for twelve hours. Okay. <laughs> I mean, wow, we were like both impressed, like, wow, that was <laughs> went all day long. Okay. We just would just, okay, let's rest, let's meditate for a while, we get regroup our energy. Okay, then some more like friction sex, and then you know, go up to another plateau, and then it was like, wow. Okay. You make it you make it sound as if you it just happened to you. So can you, Michael, can you teach other people how to do that? Like I'm sure people are listening and thinking, oh, I want some of that. But it also sounds like it just oh. happened and it just happened that this woman came along. And so then maybe people are listening, thinking, how do we, is there anything we can do or is it just grace? Do we just have to pray for it or, but yet yeah, you were a seeker and you were doing, and so was she. And so somehow there was some uh, intention that you had. There was some part of you showing up and doing practices. And I hear there's a part that's just like, grace happening so how do we navigate that you know it's a bit frustrating if we're told we just have to wait for it to happen well i, I guess <laughs> I, I would just say that of course that's what i've been teaching people okay is like how to do this okay it's energy science okay i call it loving energy science and i use that term very broadly inclusively the tantrics uh energy healers the Taoists, alchemists uh astrologers they're all aspects of energy science Okay. And everybody's got their own particular, you know, 
ways of manipulating, shaping that energy, okay, and, and activating it or understanding it. But um, yeah, I, my specialty is really like, how do you get your your energy body and your whole, all your org, 12 organ spirits and your soul body and the higher bodies integrated so that you can have that kind of experience, you know, and, and feel embodied in it, feel grounded in it. Mm -hmm. okay? What happens is a lot of people want to have a spiritual orgasm, but their idea is very escapist. I mean, this is just mostly a result of Hindu and Buddhist conditioning. Okay. It's like, you're supposed to get out of here. You know, this is like the realm of suffering and, and there's a heaven or even the Christians also. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to go somewhere else to get the bliss. Yeah. And the Taoist thing and the tantric thing is no, let the bliss come in. Okay. Yeah. Be, be the bliss here in this body. Okay. But that's great, but you also want to get it in smoothly pulsing through all your energy bodies. And then you can start to make love with the cosmos or with somebody else in this cosmos. So that's really what I train people in. That's, that's what I do. Okay. It's like, good. So I'm just glad to hear that people can train. And I like what you said that like you, you're kind of preparing, you can do groundwork and, and connect and then be able to receive a more profound experience when it comes because that's the important thing, right? Like everybody wants the mind blowing experience, but if your system isn't ready for it, it's actually just gonna like overwhelm you. So we need to do the preparation. The first level training is actually to connect your everyday sexual desire and energy to the earth's energy body and get mm -hmm. that grounded. So yeah. earth's energy body is like incredibly sexual and pulsating and creating like 50 billion species. I mean, mother mm -hmm. earth is like, He's very sexy. The goddess of goddesses. Oh god, okay. she's very sexy. It's like nobody else is like creating this many life forms. You just look around the stars and the planets. They're going, no, this is it, man. Like this is the richest, most fertile, sexiest planet anywhere ever. Okay. <laughs> so if you can connect into her heart, into her heart womb at the center of the planet, and get that pulsation coming up into your body and connecting to your sexual energy, wow. I always say nature is nature. Shakti is the viagra that's all you need just go and like breathe and do qigong with the earth and make love to the earth and then you'll always be fired up i think the biggest loss is being living in a lot of concrete and living in a big city and being cut off from that you know it's a disaster it's a oh, real disaster well listen if they if someone if they get that kundalini conference package i actually at the end of my uh, session spend 15 minutes people teaching people deep earth pulsing into the heart of gaia and you know into her heart womb at the center of the planet so that method is right there for anybody who gets that package you know and, and that's one of my favorite practices it's so simple you're just like pulsing your energy body in and it clears your ancestral channels mother and father channels left and right side of the body you know most people don't realize that almost all their stuff is just parked and these channels there are waiting to be activated by yeah. somebody who comes along well, if you clear that stuff out, then you don't need to go through all those side alleys and all those detours and all that slow, mo slow motion suffering. You know, <laughs> just like, alchemy is like the thing. It's the fast path. It's like, hey, I want, I want to clear this stuff up now. <laughs> so, yeah. I wonder if you feel to share um, one thing that really touched me before I met you. Um, we have a friend in common, Andrew Fretwell, and I was working a lot with him. And he told me a story about you and your wife, Joyce, who just mentioned um, when she passed. And I, I, I don't know if you feel like sharing that, but it really touched me. 
and it really um, supported me in many ways and things that I was going through. So I wonder if you'd like to share a little bit about that. Well, sure. I mean, anybody could go to my website, the Healing Dow, that's T-A-O, USA.com. And there's a, on the menu of products, there's a Joyce, you know, Gayhart, and she's got her own page. And I, all the letters I wrote at the time, um, <clears throat> basically to explain to my friends, family, students, like what happened, because it was like so amazing to me. You can go read those things. But the, 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 the short story is that um, uh, she healed herself of breast cancer which is caused by a car accident where they gave her 300 doses of radiation, but it took like 14 or 15 years for it to mature. And, and so it came in under the radar kind of, and then she cured that. And, but then it jumped to her brain and she died of brain tumors. Okay. Oh. So, but like we are totally murdered 25 years of energy body, you know, sharing. Okay. Mm. And even <clears throat> two days before she passed, the heavens opened up. I heard the music of the spheres you know, it's like incredible. I go, okay, she's getting ready to go. And I said, you know, the, the portal's opening. Okay. So right. I was, I was ready for her to die. Okay. Uh, but you know, 25 year relationship, that's a lot to let go of. Okay. Uh, <laughs> deep energetic sharing. Um, and so <clears throat> she passed. Okay. And I, I didn't have her in hospice. I didn't want all those other people's energy there. I kept her in, you know, in our house, in our bedroom, you know, <clears throat> And, you know, like I do Chinese medicine and I read her pulses just to make sure, you know, like 12 pulses on the, on the wrist. Those are all the organ spirits and there was no pulse. Okay. Oh, great. That's all of her organ spirits have departed. You know, that's the personality. And then I took my fingers and I pushed it deep into her navel. Okay. And I go, wow, wait a minute. There's a pulse there. I couldn't believe it. I said, whoa. I said, that means her soul is still present. Okay. The personality is gone, but their soul is still wow. in the body. Now <clears throat> I had one of my, one of my students is an MD. He was coming over to pay his respects to Joyce. And I said, I said, doc, just put your fingers in, in there and just tell me if I'm hallucinating or not. But like, what do you feel? Put, <laughs> put your fingers into her navel center. He puts his fingers in and he goes, uh, well, there's a pulse. Okay. So that, <sighs> Wow. That night, I get, you know, you have to understand, it's like when you're that energetically connected with somebody, it doesn't really matter if the physical body is there or not. You're still energetically connected to them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. she's still hanging around. Her soul is still in the body and it's right there. And so it hasn't like gone off to wherever we go after we die. That depends on who you are, right? But so I get instructions from her, guidance, and like, okay, we're going to do a heart transplant thing. And I park it so that my head, my crown is pointing right at her crown. I had to like put up a bunch of pillows and, you know, cushions and stuff and everything. And her head was right you know, to my head. And then we did this kind of like meditation between us, okay, in our heart to heart, okay, for three hours, okay. We just did this deep exchange this soul exchange. Okay. And then like, I just like went unconscious and I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning and I was like, did I dream all that? What happened? And, and then I looked and I go, no, I'm still lying in that position. There's her head. I said, wait a minute. No, that really happened. And then I noticed that I did not feel any grief. 
at her passing. Now, after 25 years, it's like there was no grief. I said, what, how could that be? And I realized that, oh, I have her heart inside of me. That was like part of the ceremony. It's like, there's no separation. Why should I be grieving? I was like, her heart essence came into me, okay? And so I created an altar inside of me. The Chinese do this for the dead. You know, they have an altar, like, you know, where you can make prayers or flowers or offerings and stuff to the ancestors. So I just created an ancestral altar, you know, inside my heart, and she was there. And so there's no separation. And then I had to explain to all my family and friends, it's like, folks, I'm not grieving. I'm over. I'm done. It's like, yeah. That's <laughs> like three days after she died, you know, I finished, I complete. And like everybody's going, what are you talking about? How can that be? You know, but I, I had, that's so why I wrote the letters and everything on my website to try and explain, like, you know, what mm. going on. And so then it gets even more interesting, though. Okay. This is the major, the most incredible spiritual teaching in my entire life. I, of course, I didn't tell you one part. When the heavens opened up and I heard the music of the spheres, I knew she was going to die. This woman floated in, dark brown hair, right? Just like my type. Okay. <laughs> and kind of European looking. And I couldn't quite figure. I said, Who are you? And she just stared at me for two minutes. Okay. And then she disappeared. Well, I thought, oh, maybe like Joyce is like showing me like my next partner already. She's going out and like here's my new partner coming in. Well, at my retreats that summer, this woman shows up. I'm going, wow, that was fast. Okay. And I think, you know, here's my new partner, right? Because I like wanted to ground and like I wanted to move on. And like I had been having these visions from a child saying, be my daddy, you know. And I think, okay, I'll find this woman who's going to be, you know, the mother. Well, to make a long story short, what I discovered is through a series of similar experiences, it's very similar to this one, very intense synchronicities and, and uh, these were not my partners. These were people from Joyce's soul group. These are from her oversoul. They were all like using her portal and me for healing, basically. Okay. And they're coming to me for healing. <laughs> and so it was like I had this nighttime spiritual job healing all these women who were coming to me. And I kept thinking, oh, you're the next partner. Are you my next partner? None of them were my partner. They were, all, they were all just out of her group, her soul group. And what I really got from this, this whole experience was that, you know, when we leave here, we merge. Our soul goes back into an oversoul group. And just like we have 12 organ spirits, there's 12 oversouls. And this is the kind of half of them goddesses and half of them gods. This is the cosmic male, female. You know, these are the 12 gods of Mount Olympus, the 12 signs of the Zodiac. It's like you know, embedded in time, 12 hours. This is the archetype as well. Okay. But these are all coming down through her oversoul, which we already knew. We had already determined we had different oversouls and that we were kind of joining together here on earth and creating some higher harmonies at that level as well. Mm -hmm. But this is an incredible teaching for me to get in touch with that oversoul energy mm -hmm. and see how it worked and how it's basically why these souls can just come in on you and say like, you know, they're trying to get evolved. You're trying to like advance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah. Sometimes I really felt in the Tantra world that we're all waking each other up and healing each other. And if we let energy flow without hindering it through our head of like, it's not appropriate or, it's not the right person for me, like all of that. If we just let energy flow, 
then we heal each other. We, we, we vibrate while we're hugging or we do a meditation together and we're like, <gasps> and then we can namaste and move on. There's no need to have a relationship or, you know, but we, if we allow that, then miracles happen. We heal each other. We reawaken each other. We're all serving each other somehow, but it's very taboo and strange to the mind and to culture to just be kind of energetically orgasmic. I remember a woman on one of our symposiums saying, she just met up with, I think, an ex, someone she hadn't seen for years. And when they met, her, they both went into energy orgasm. And her husband wanted to divorce her because of it. You know, he's like, oh. and, you know, she's fully dressed. She didn't choose it. It wasn't voluntary. She just allowed it. And, you know, we kind of feel the inherent rightness of it when it comes because it feels like it's healing. It feels like it's love returning. It feels like it's resolving. We know that it's, that it's good. We know that it's doing us good, and yet culturally it's very taboo, and we don't have any understanding of it, and um, we're used to intentional sexual uh, things. So when it's unintentional and it just happens, I don't think we have enough of a conversation about that um, to really make it okay. And yet I, it's something that I see that I find very beautiful in the Tantra world. I think it's a very um, part of our evolution to let ourselves do that. Well, I totally agree with you 100%. And just note, the highest principle of the Tao is called Wu Wei. Wu Wei means spontaneous play. Mm -hmm. You don't force things to happen. You don't over control them. You just let it come through and then you kind of shape it and play with it as it comes through. It's exactly what you're describing. That's why I say the Tantrics and the Taoists, they're on the same path. They're just using slightly different cultural modalities, okay, and, and some different methods, okay? But it's the same path, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, my goal, in fact, is to support the integration of worldwide Tantra and Taoist, you know, instructors and, and sharing of their techno spiritual technologies. Um, I, plan, I plan to create a foundation called Gaia, Global Alchemy Institute and Allies. And uh, which is going to help. I have a, a very wealthy friend who's going to be, he says, he'll be funding it uh just to support uh instructors and making it you know a better livelihood for them so that they can you know i mean this this is the, what the planet needs okay yeah. and it's undervalued and underpaid okay mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i'm out to change that <laughs> yay me too <laughs> i think it's so important and uh, you know i see yeah. how all these topics so many people are interested in it's just not available it's taboo you know it's um yeah, I think it's tremendously helpful for people. I'm so grateful for you for sharing your stories here today. Uh, to wrap up, what do you, so if people are, I'm thinking if people are listening to this, they're gonna be blown away like I was when I first heard about you. Um, is there one practice, you mentioned the deep earth pulsing. Is there any other one practice um, that you would recommend people to do who are, feeling a call to like allow this kind of energetic experience or maybe people who are stuck in the physical sexual experience and want more is there one i know there's so many practices but one bit of guidance yes, yes there is one no question it's the number one recommendation i have because <laughs> i know from teaching all these formulas of alchemy you know for decades okay and hacking into them there's one practice that you find at every formula at every level Okay, and yes, it gets more and more cosmic, but it's the same practice, and it's called the inner smile. Uh. Okay. And 
I, you know, I have a, wrote a whole ebook on this of 120 pages and 40 illustrations, which uh, if people go to my website, they can download for free. They just sign up on the, for the newsletter. Uh, they'll get that ebook sent to them free. Great. Uh, uh, that's on the HealingDowUSA.com site. But this is so, a lot of people think that they're failures at meditation because the Buddhists have told them, oh, you have to empty, stop your mind. You have to stop everything. And that's total BS, okay? And it just sets up people for failure because they can't stop their mind because the chi is flowing through us all the time and there's patterns and emotions, feelings, thoughts, sensations are always there, okay? So the inner smile is really just uh, completely can be customized however you want to do it. Uh, but you really start by going through the body, the organs, the spine, you know, various energy channels and just smile and just unconditionally loving them it's a form of self-love, of practical self-love. I mean, everybody goes, well, how do I love myself? You know, like, what do I do? Do I go see my therapist? I <laughs> look for someone who's going to mirror it back to me? No, you just smile inside and just say, I unconditionally accept who I am at this moment. You don't try and heal anything. You don't try and change anything. Just accept what is there. Mm -hmm. And then it will spontaneously start to change. And then you go with that. That's the way, this mm -hmm. spontaneous play thing. Mm -hmm. So the inner smile is the premier me method for doing that, okay? Coupled with movement qigong, like deep earth pulsing, there's so many other forms that are great. The primordial tai chi is one of my favorites, okay? That does alchemy, you know, inside the form. Um, but the inner smile will empower all of them and mm -hmm. empower you. If you can't love yourself, if you can't accept yourself, your own chi, how are you ever going to be able to capture and hold the sheep from other people, lovers, or the universe? Mm -hmm. You'll be a sieve. It'll just come in and it'll go out of you. Mm. You'll be frustrated. You'll be chasing after it and mm. you'll be getting it. And Oh, here I got it. And it's gone again because you don't have the container. You don't have the love container. Self-love is the container for mm. gathering all of that and holding it. And it fuses together. It's so beautiful. It's so simple. Everybody <laughs> knows how to smile. You just have to take the outer smile and turn it inwards. It's so easy. But, oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, I, I love your description as well of like how you can't gather energy until you love yourself. It's really beautiful. Wow. I, we're nearly, we've like gone over our time that we intended and I could still talk for hours more. I'm so grateful for this conversation. I hope that we can create some more things together online because I so enjoy, I feel so filled up and so energized and excited and I'm so grateful for not only what you shared now, but I'm grateful that you gave your life to this, you know, because it really shows you've, uh, you've given a lot of time and space for these practices and this journey. And thank you so much for sharing it with, uh, with everyone here. Thank you, Shashi. You're, you are doing fantastic work in the world. I bless you. I bless all your students. I bless the whole community, Tao Tantric community, and uh, I look forward to all of our future uh, sharings and uh, and and growing this together. Mm -hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you. I love you. Appreciate you. And uh, you know, I'm sure that our energy bodies are doing a big wild. Uh, <laughs> They're having a dance up there. <laughs> <laughs>